Hey, everybody. This is Betsy. Now, look, the guys are in the conclave right now, and they are working on their new project. They've got a lot of ideas on the storyboard, and I thought you would like to hear what it's like to listen to them as they banter back and forth to discuss. If you don't like this kind of stuff, exit the video right now. But if you're intrigued and want to hear what goes on inside the conclave, listen up. Uh, Betsy, is there any more of that chocolate cheesecake? Oh yeah, some coffee, please. Man, that was a tough one. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll get some. I'll bring it right up. That was a tough one because you know we can't get a handle on the evil emperor. I mean, is Lord Malik like? Is he like? Is he like the secret king of Britain or something? I mean. Yeah, I, I don't think we have a full <laughs> handle on his role because it's so vast. Uh, I mean, I think you said yesterday that uh, there's no way that one guy could have been involved in all these things for all these years and 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 have control over any of it. So what's going on here? What's his role? I mean, look at the storyboard. We've got, he's, he's got his fingers in so many pies, he'd have to be a hundred finger person to uh, keep, track of, <laughs> keep track of all Or the... as I said to you yesterday, he couldn't have gone to all those dadgum meetings. It no. is not humanly possible. Are there 10 of him? Right. And what, okay, we can see he was groomed, well, but he's been groomed beyond groomed. He's got more power than the queen. Let's look at the facts. He, he definitely is the director of hundreds, if not thousands of companies. He's member of the Privy Council. He's a baron. He's a sir. He um, uh, went to all the right schools from the time he was groomed in high school. That's an open question. Who picks these guys uh, for this grooming that makes them uh, all of a sudden qualified to run the world? Every time I see the stuff you send on Moloch, first off, it's so much that I gotta, I, I've said to Betsy, look, the conclave can't even handle this because there's just so much. So I'm going to have to sit down and for the first time actually take notes and create a flow chart on this guy. Okay, we, right. I, with Jeffrey Patty, who basically was who we thought was controlling the world through right. the Queen's golden chairs, okay. Well, he's I clearly could, connected to him. I could get that in my head. I could wrap that. I could wrap my head around. I can't wrap my head around Lord Moloch because he is also I mean, Serco. He's also the golden chairs. He's voting machines. <laughs> he's he's uh, Soros Quantum Fund. He's Open Society Foundation. I mean, what isn't he involved? The in? World more Bank. The question. The yeah. UN, the refugees, this guy could be elected the head of the he UN tomorrow. A, no one would blink an eye. He's part of a, a Nobel Prize that the UN refugee program got. So clearly uh, he is a blessed individual. So the question is, what isn't this guy? And what's his role in the scheme of things in this new world order push? Well, he's George Soros's number one henchman. He's got the ear of the Privy Council member, David Walker, so he gets to control the Bank of England, probably, as you said, as they manipulated the pound. And the Queen and her Privy Council probably ripped off uh, the British currency uh, and the British people with that one, too. But then also with, the, with, with everything, there is nothing. You in terms of uh, John Kasich. Right. Uh, we... The list of the people that this guy but has under his thumb okay. is ridiculous. He's in that one NGO. He's uh, also he's a chairman of this NGO that involves 
Sheryl Sandberg at, at Facebook, uh, Larry Summers, who we know. Um, uh, who else? Well, Larry Summers in World Bank. And then you have Malik was the head of the World Bank. Malik was the second in charge of the UN. He was in charge of the refugee program. Right. He's in charge of the massive ripoff. Okay. This man knows how so to rip off what, the, through globalism better than pro- practically anybody we've okay, come across. Okay, so what's their MO? The, the, obviously, this is obviously a plan. This is obviously well-coordinated. Or is it? Or is it some sort of evolutionary uh, strategy that sucks in like the Borg, anyone that they touch and brings them into the point where the people go silent. They never report the corruption from that point on. It It is clear they benefit uh, financially. And then they go out like dutiful soldiers and corrupt every institution in every country in this, in the, in this world. What is that? What are we looking at? Well, that's pure evil. There's no doubt about that. But these machinations, I, 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 I couldn't have imagined before, and now that Trump has upset the apple cart of the Brits, and the whole Brexit is now, uh, could be on the skids, and uh, Boris Johnson left, and uh, Theresa May is basically crumbling, and the European Union is crumbling, and they reversed their whole thing on uh, the migrants. We are dealing with the fact that Lord Moloch may now make a play And that play is going to be directly to Donald Trump while he's in Britain. I guarantee it that Theresa May's black tie dinner is so that Jeffrey Patty and Lord Mollick can corner Trump and try to give a last begging pitched attempt to get him on their side. Just like this morning we saw them begging, here's $266 billion, sir, you know, and it's only the beginning, sir. We're bringing more by lunch. (laughs) <laughs> you know, but by dessert. No, we're uh, after the first course of breakfast, we're, we'll bring you hundreds of billions more. Please, sir. Please, sir. So I think they're going to be very, very nervous. They went so crazy trying to stop Trump from being elected. We've already proven that with... And Malik owns the machines, and he owns probably Optech, which is the software that runs all the machines anyway. And then Jeffrey Patty owns the uh, election uh, propaganda machine. And of and, course, and the satellite network that they will communicate through. Privy. Oh, that's right. And see, this is the point where Malik just starts to blow my mind. He's in everything. He's in right. Facebook. He's in the theft of leader technologies. Technology. He's in patent theft. He's in Serco. He's in the golden shares. He's in Lockheed Martin. He, there's nothing he's not in. British nuclear fuels by its new name. So yeah, what what is this guy? I mean, who? Who pulls his chain? Well, I think it's basically this institution of lawlessness to support the elites through the monarchical systems of Europe that have all devolved down to Britain, which is really uh, basically that is an amalgamation of Germany, uh, Holland, uh, and uh, Britain. And that's why the you know they call themselves Windsors and they're actually Germans who came through Holland. So it's basically the institutionalized evil that left the Vatican Church as kind of the counterpoint to the Vatican Church and the Vatican Bank. But it's got out of control here, Michael. I don't even know how we communicate this to people. It's overwhelming. I, I would call him the evil emperor because he seems to have that much power, you know, over 
All these Everything. facts. Are y'all still talking about that? Well, they, what they, about the solutions? Did you get the cheesecake? What, what about the solutions? What are we going to do to get this resolved so the world can finally well, live in we peace and prosperity? We can't get there yet. We, we have to... These facts are the facts. We can't argue with the facts. And so what we have to do is let the facts tell us what they want to say. We don't know. Oh, yeah, but Betsy, okay, look, I'll give you a list of 24 off the top of my head. If you can get me that gluten-free, dairy-free chocolate cheesecake, could you please? 24. All right, give me number one. See how she is? I don't get a cookie till I do an audio, and it has to be good. Uh, okay, number one right now, you mean from this moment for Trump? Well, yeah. End NATO. End NATO, yeah. As we told you. Totally. And get put the Atlantic Council in jail. They are the enemy. Stop the European Union, because it's the European Union of George Soros. Well, the European Union can make its own decision for it itself. It is dead. Okay, but if we pull out of NATO, then they'll have to worry about keeping it propped up. If we pull out of NATO... And they don't bring all trade barriers to zero and all tariffs to zero. They will collapse. Because, as we pointed out, uh, secondly, end the European Union. We shifted conversations away from Malik Brown for the moment, right? Uh, I'd like to stay on that rather than jump to the solution. Oh, no, 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 no. Here it is. In 5G, Malik Brown. In Serco, Malik Brown. In the Queen's Golden Chair, Malik Brown. In control of the British control of our corporate intelligence through Lockheed Martin, BAE, and their other three subsidiaries. In all Serco's control of uh, of intelligence, and as I said, in all Serco control. In all Crown agent contracts. In mm-hmm. all OPEC contracts. With anyone. Okay, so Malik Brown's involved in all that through the Privy Every Council. one of them. No, I stop I stopped saying Malik right. Brown, Malik Brown, Malik Brown. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every one of those, right? In patent Who theft. Who is this guy? I mean, it's just, you know, nobody in the real world can be involved in that many things for this long. In the World Bank, he was the head of it. In That's the United true. Nations, he was second in charge of it. In the false refugee nonsense. So what you're nonsense. saying is everything that he touched needs to, needs to stop. That's why I should deserve the cheesecake. Exactly. That, that makes sense. I, You know, I mean, come on. I work hard to get my desserts at the end of these. Okay, then you got to end 5G. Did I already say that? Okay, so, so what you're saying... All satellites in space. No, I want to interrupt you. Uh, so that's what, Malik Brown. What you're saying is something that's kind of interesting. In that intellection manipulation, he, Malik Brown. His presence, his presence in an organization, is prima facie evidence that it's corrupt and needs to stop. It's a priority. Interesting. Interesting. One hundred percent. If the evil emperor, he's, he's more. His presence is more pervasive than even Sir Jeffrey Patton. Correct. These but, other people have specific. Oh, that's it. It's That's a thread. It. It's a thread. No. They all have specific jobs. His job is to coordinate all of their jobs. He's the coordinator of the 597 Privy Council members. They don't report to the Queen. They report to him. Hmm. Okay, speculation on my part? Yes. But I'm, I didn't well, get a dessert uh, after the last... Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it is speculation, but there's a lot of facts associated with it. And it is it is known he's a member of the Privy Council. It is known that he owns the smart runs the Smartmatic machines that manipulate our elections. Therefore, that is prima facie proof that uh, of foreign interference in the U.S. elections. Yes. Because how can you have a foreign owned voting machine 
being used in a U.S. election. At the same that time simple. that Jeffrey Patty is manipulating you through all social media, Facebook, Google specifically. Through PSYOPs. SG, uh, what's the name of the uh, Cambridge Analytica's parent company, SCA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Strategic right. Communications Laboratories. Yes, and Cambridge Analytica. But they were small. They helped Trump a little bit so that... That was a setup, and and I've gone into that. But the real thing was through the Global Engagement Center, and it was the Brits. And so we can go on with this list. If you take, if you knock down the UN, you knock down the World Trade Organization. That would be on my list. Uh, who is more connected to trade than? Oh, that's right, Lord Malik Brown. Okay, let's get rid of the International Monetary Fund. Oh. Who would be more knowledgeable about that than probably anybody else in the face well, of this yeah. earth? And, and you've got Lord Malik Brown. You've got all of these companies that he's a director of at the top of this huge pyramid. And then inside all of those companies, you see all these stockholders, which are in something called nominee accounts, which nobody, can, nobody has any uh, transparency into. We don't know who these people are. We can assume it's all the corrupt of the planet. So therefore, he's created this huge umbrella of money laundering and investment hiding, tax evasion uh, that is spreads this cash out all over the planet. Lord Rico. Yeah. That's the name I've been looking for, that evil emperor. Lord Rico. He controls the monopolies in Britain that the law allows. Those monopolies are not allowed in America and he is the primary person to get the first share of any monopolies that mm. were ever created in America from the time of Woodrow Wilson who handled monop handed monopolies over to the big barons. And they became these rich forces that became the big bankers, the big brokers, and they're behind these asset management companies. Oops, asset management companies, right. Lord Malik Brown yeah. and IMF. Currency manipulation. Ah, U.S. Federal Reserve. Who are those? Those are Brits, Dutch, and Germans. Lord Malik Brown. Mm -hmm. So he is the Lord of Rico, the Lord of British Monopolies, who has his fingers through Serco, through the Golden Shares, through everything that we've mentioned. You can't hardly mention any... Okay, wait. Right. I'm going to think of something crazy. Uh, does he have anything to do with, like, nuclear medicine? Uh, yes. Oh, Lord, he controls nuclear medicine, doesn't he? Through the British Nuclear Foundation and through the AWE and through the Serco share that controls Lockheed, which controls uh, the British Uranium Enrichment Company here in America, uh, which, we've gone, Urenco, which we've gone into in great detail. Oops, Lord Malik Brown. Okay, I'm going to try to think of something. There has to be something. How about when I put money in a parking meter? Does Lord Malik Brown have anything to do with that? Of course. Serco runs parking meters all over the planet. Uh-huh. Okay. Please, can we think of anything? How about printing? Surely he cannot be controlling Wikipedia. Oh, that's right. They 100% control Wikipedia now through George Soros Atlantic Council, through Jeffrey Patty, who works directly with Malik Brown. Plus, Malik Brown is also into uh, news. What, he was into, uh, what do they call it, PR. You're always pointing right. out. All the evil Brits are into PR. Yeah. It, it, it appears that the, the advantage anyone in the Privy Council has uh, with... I mean, we're talking about enormous conflicts of interest, which you should normally not be allowed to engage in when you're an official or former official uh, or even a director of a company. You must disclose all your conflicts. 
but that doesn't appear to be the case in England. It's not the case here, even though it's on our books. But uh, so you've got this, these super agents, these are like supermen of the corrupt elite who can do whatever they want and they know they're not going to get caught. So they have to, all they do, when you actually look at the facts, they hardly hide the fact that they're in these huge corrupt nested dull relationships among these companies. And the fact that he was a former, was he chairman of World Bank? Yeah. Okay. Uh, former chair of World Bank, he knows the system. He knows how to beat the system, and that's exactly what he's doing. He And, and he gets all his buddies, all his friends, they all get invested in all these, either disclosed as directors or hiding behind nominee accounts, and he spreads the, the wealth among these people all over the planet. And technically in England, it's not illegal. They it's even not. have a court that protects the Privy Council right. and the Queen, right. and they all work together. It is, it is institutionalized racketeering yeah it is institutionalized monopolies which is not illegal there they don't have a constitutional u.s yeah, bill so of how rights. do they suck the americans in they they, they do that circo. through ngos and circo and 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 they get various ways the very clever ways that the uh, international certified public accounting firms let them get away with and don't report um and they just they just make it so convoluted nobody is going to chase them down now in america it had to be bigger because you know britain's a little tawny island when it comes down to it and uh it's just a teensy little thing it's got 54 commonwealth nations that are just corrupt as can be and when you have a network that big uh then you can uh, have a kingdom that the sun never sets upon but in america it had to go to the federal court system instead of the queen's Privy Council protected by its own, the Queen's Court, which is outside of the other court systems. So the federal court system is outside of the state court system and, in fact, acts as if it's a monarchy unto itself. And so we have that in America. The federal court system protects the senior executive service members who are the landed gentry, the people who are, and then the lawyers get in there too because they're esquires, and they're the privileged class. And so we see this came to America, and it's perfectly legal and in everybody's face and nobody sees it only a person like you can show that there's a law that says you can lie you just have to use that law when you wish to lie okay really yes fake justice and they have that in england it's institutionalized it came from following the example of canon law when you're the pope and you got an entire law system that you wrote uh, things go well for you same thing with the Vatican Bank and all the way into the institutions that have basically raped, literally, and ripped off people throughout the whole world under the auspices of uh, virtue signaling and that they're doing good things for people when they're not. Look closely to what those 184 Catholic agencies do to the refugees who come to America. Oh, that's right. Sir Malik Brown was in charge of... The United Nations, when you're the second in charge of the United Nations, you're, you help the High Counselor for Refugees. So when you want to talk yeah. about the mess we're in right now, that would be specifically in the hands of Guterres and Sir Malik Brown. And he got a Nobel Prize for that. Yes, he did, because they served those refugees, which they told Assad, Guterres told Assad, 
I can't give you any UN refugee money until your refugees cross the border into another country. So Assad bombed his own people so that he could get $800 million in the first UN payment to him that started this, the internal civil Syrian war. Okay. They now pay him $11.4 billion I, a year to keep the war up. See, here's, here, here's the thing that, that strikes me, that what we're describing are human beings who have, at some point in their lives realized that it doesn't pay to do real work. It pays <laughs> to cheat people, to steal from them, and to manipulate their country's laws to maintain this power. And the better you are at it, the more sirs, lords, yeah. barons, uh, Order of the Garter, Order right. of England, the Order of the uh, they Knights of They give awards. Isn't that, isn't that what SES does? Yes. They, they just give people endless awards. I mean, look at Rod Rosenstein's number of awards. It's almost two pages long. Mm -hmm. And those are bonuses up to $35,000, $45,000 a year. And we have yet to see anywhere in any SES document that that award ends after one year. Now, we have talked with people inside the system who swear it does, but they didn't even know there was a supreme review council of 500 DOJ lawyers that make those decisions, and they're all top secret. You're not going to see what those people make, what their benefits are, when those awards are given, how much those awards are, or how long they go on for. So Rod Rosenstein could be making literally a million dollars a year from those awards. We don't know. We don't know how much Andrew McCabe was making. What we were told were lies. We do know that. So what are we talking about here? Fantastic corruption. Learn from the Brits. Learn from the Vatican. Learn from royalty. Learn mm -hmm. that you don't work for a living. Impunity. You, You're above you, work. You, yeah, you, you, you pretend. You act. You play. You... Dress up. Um, you put on costumes and put on your awards and your garters and your act haughty. Your you, big crosses you, and your crowns and your jewels. Yes, right. that's what you do. Right. And you believe. And you know, and you know that that the the people will be intimidated by that and and by default follow you. And thank heavens, divine right of kings. Well, so all those monarchs are directly in contact with the divine. And it's their blood lineage. Thank heavens for their blood. Oh, that's right. What happens if the queen goes out and has a little fun time in the barn with uh, Sir Barnwell? Uh, and it turns out to be, uh, you know, uh, not royal blood? Well, that has infiltrated all aspects of the monarchy throughout Europe like a plague. So if you say that you think you have some divine right of kings through some blood lineage, first off, your blood lineage isn't pure. You're lying. Second off, there's no such thing, and there never was. It used okay. to be, if you were the badass and you could kick the butt of the other tribal leader, then you were the boss, okay? And if someone could kick your butt, then they're the boss. So we were, we were taught, we grew up with the idea that we rejected that in America, that our republic was about work, was about honesty. What we're learning, though, is that what happened in, after the revolution is that the bankers, the lawyers, and, and, and uh, the politicians figured out another way other than the royalty to get back to what they, uh, they uh, jealously um, desired from the old European monarchies. Slaves. We're, we're back there. We're back to being slaves of a monarchical system that you're saying, and I think I agree with you, uh, is run by a bunch of judges who have made themselves de facto royalty. Yeah. Because they can't be held accountable. 
They act with impunity. They're above the law. And they've even passed precedent that a judge can uh, defraud a litigant and still not be accountable. Judges and politicians and lawyers can legally lie. Yeah. This is this is just like the queen. The queen says they say the queen is tutelary. She's just a figurehead. Lie. Right. She controls the Bank of England, you well, poor, I mean, pathetic l- l- people me, in the United Kingdom. Let me point out Kingdom. there that that is absolutely a lie because of those golden shares. We see this isn't, there, there's nothing figurehead about a golden share. It is absolute control of the organization where that golden share resides. It is not titulary. It's not theoretical. It's actual fact that, that, that she is not just a pretty face on a, on a pound note. She has the veto power. That's why right. our executive, our president, has veto power. They offered George Washington to be the monarch, and he said no. But let's remember that many of the people who became the president had slaves, and they did not stop slavery. And this was the horrible sin of the Dutch, who had brought slavery to America and created what was basically a monarchy and a royalty out of those who ran the plantations in the South. Mm-hmm. And then they created a kind of a corporate system of lords and merchants and 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 um, what did they call the mercers uh, through the north with the industrialization that then supplied England what they want but it was all about trade folks and it's still all about trade it's all about trade and we cannot as uh, Trump was saying today consider energy to be trade energy is not trade those are the rat lines of war and so trade, uh, East India Company, Dutch, Dutch, uh, the, the Dutch East India Company, the British East India Company, and the Hanseatic League, these warlord traders were also bankers and the first corporations. So these are just other mechanisms that they've, they've developed to try to steal value from the people who really do the work and put it back into the hands of their cronies. <sighs> Nothing's changed. Oh my gosh, nothing's changed. Okay, uh, you know what? The Queen's Privy Council racketeering monopoly group is nothing more than the continuation of the British East India Company with the Queen holding the golden share. That is the British East India Company. It's still about trade. It's still about economic advantage. It's still about ripping off your colonies. We are a commonwealth of Britain in many ways. Right. And the Dutch, they control all of our corporations. Or, you know, 87, 89% mean, of our corporations in America controlled by one fact, Dutch company. The very fact that Serco is running the U.S. Patent Office is all the evidence you need that what you just said is, has to be true. Exactly. That's where innovation in the trillions come exactly. from. That's where the value is for our economy. I mean, the founders knew that. And how is it that the Brits, through Serco, get to look at every single, should be secret, top secret, patent that is submitted to our office before the Americans get to see it? Right. That is unbelievable. And they pride themselves. Just go look at the evidence we presented. Go to their website. You will see that it is there for all of you anonymous patriot conclave members who are not nodding your head with us. And by the way, where is my cheesecake? My gosh. Mm-hmm. You guys all eat all the time. Do I ever get any? Yum, okay, yum. sure. I'm gluten-free, dairy-free. And you know, I make it a little bit difficult for everybody, but still. Okay, back the question back to Malik Brown. What, why was he tapped to, to run this organization? Why was he picked 
as opposed to somebody else. Would and, have had to probably have been just like Hillary Clinton, who follows in her footsteps of her dad, who was a Chicago mob boss. And what did she choose as her business? Patent infringement law. Right. Why? That's where the money is. Mm-hmm. That's what her dad, yeah, the mobster, the wealth, told her to the do. The wealth leverage is so in I, the new ideas. Right. Didn't you say we can't prove Malik Brown's real lineage or something? Was he the one or was it No, Patty? that was Sir Jaffrey Patty's yeah. uh, mother. Had a strange, uh, mysterious past. Her last name is Carr, but we don't know her So I name. would suspect that Malik Brown's family has always been the the racketeering group, the group that handled the Queen's monopolies. This would be blood lineage stuff. The, one, the, 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 the connection to the Queen came through his wife's uh, wife's father, who uh, was Sir, I can't remember his name now. So so he, he definitely was highbrow. Yeah. And uh, was placed in some, I can't remember the name of the school now, but it was one of those public schools, uh, boarding schools. And... Um, it's interesting how all these people always make a big deal about their high school, their boarding high school, and they're all still alumni in those high schools, which which is really curious. Because, well, I mean, okay. I don't know what high school you went to, nor do I care. We're in the conclave, so I can say whatever the F I want, right? So here's the deal. Malik Brown was groomed exactly like Obama. Obama was raised from a CIA mother who was trying to penetrate the CIA in Kenya and then later in Indonesia and then later in in actually into um, the Communist Party in Hawaii through the International Center where Obama's sister still works. Obama's Indonesian, of course. He was, he was groomed. They say that he was born in Kenya. No, that was another baby. That baby died. That's a fact. You can look it up. We have the birth certificates. We know when they died. We know that his mother went to college in Seattle for two years with no baby and her, and her parents didn't have the baby. Where's that baby? We know the discrepancy in the years. We also see that the head of Subud, which was a Muslim group, well, well, he had a bastard child and, and adopted it and raised it with his, left, his, his top lieutenant. And Anne taught in their school. So it's all a lie, Obama. But why is it that he went then as a poor, poor boy, Barry Sotero, coming in under a student visa to go to Occidental College? He goes to the richest school in America. I used to go there and work uh, through one of the organizations at uh, Punahou in in Oahu. Uh, That school has the largest endowment of any private school in America. You can't get into that school. He didn't even attend classes. First off, he doesn't show up in his kindergarten records. He doesn't show up in his lower years records. He doesn't have a live birth certificate. He has what is usually uh, created a year or two after someone is born in Hawaii. I know I was a principal there. I'm speaking from experience. The only lady who signed it, she's dead in a small plane crash. And then all of his records are all completely uh, occluded. So he, he then goes to Occidental College, but goes off to Pakistan for two years and we don't know where he is and then he comes back and somehow he passes through there and then he goes to Columbia and then he goes to Harvard but there's no record anywhere. There's only one record of him being in a a fight with somebody uh, literally over being on the Harvard Review so he could say he went there. He didn't go there. He followed Bill, what's his name, around. Wherever Bill went, that's where Obama went. Obama had handlers. Obama had handlers and Malik had handlers. And Obama wiped his record clean. They don't need to wipe it clean in Britain because they do whatever they want. They, they don't have the same rules we have. 
But in America, when we tried to copy it, and we tried to copy uh, Malik Brown, uh, you know, we do things like Obama, and, you know, Obama's record at Columbia, at Harvard, oh, it doesn't exist. You know, he just comes out of nowhere, and now we, you, you can't FOIA his presidential records because of what we told Isn't that ironic be. that it can go from one to the other? It can go from, I'll tell you everything I've ever done because it's all protected by the queen to, I can't tell you anything because it's all secret. And that's why during the British manipulation of our presidential election, they proudly had it on their news all the time. They had Boris Johnson interviewing stupid George Papadopoulos who never spoke with Trump and they called him Trump's uh, basically a pre-election uh, Russian ambassador or ambassador to Russia in the East. It's like, no, 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 no. He was nothing. You know that they created a position in a very special a group that focused on Russian uh, influence in Britain. They actually created a group and put George Papadopoulos as the head of it and Boris Johnson was part of that as well as this whole group of people involved around the Cambridge uh, Intelligence Group. Sir Richard Dearlove, Jeffrey Patty, Anthony Wood, all these people, like Alexander Downer, Downer uh, Joseph Mifsud, all these people, yeah. they put on the royal pageantry for George Papadopoulos because Stefan Halpern had framed him as the Russian connection for the collusion. Everyone in the British government was involved in this. They spent time in the parliament cussing out Trump to see who could cuss him out more. Right. Boris Johnson literally called him every name in the book. That's why he has to leave now. Because, you see, George Soros doesn't want Brexit. And so George Soros just pulled out the stops because Trump is coming there to destroy the European Union of George Soros. And he's already done it before coffee was poured at the first <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> oh, it just cracks me up. Trump is just beyond the beyond. So Lord Malik Brown, is. Uh, we, we have a little bit of that in Obama. Because, you see, Obama was involved in all the things that put forth Lord Malik Brown and the British RICO racketeering monopoly agenda. And this is the other thing I say. Because, and, and you're going to be able to verify this, because I said, okay, wait, 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 wait. There's got to be one of those stupid uh, leftover Woodrow Wilson mega monopolies created by the government that lie and say they're not part of the, of the government that is a monopoly and... We the people pay for that. And and we were looking and, and finally said, well, you know, with the election rigging, well, you know, there is Westinghouse. <laughs> yeah. From yes. the beginning, Lord Malik Brown and the monopoly of Westinghouse, which was totally military, by the way, and we paid for it. They were manipulating. That's true. That was uh, Westinghouse is a part of Circo's history. Yeah. And General Electric, too. And uh, what's it? Marconi and right. all those all those, look at the Seven Sisters, look at the Rockefellers, and look at now the Seven Sisters still rule the world with oil. Because oil isn't trade, it's the rat lines of war. So, you know... What do you mean Seven Sisters? The, well, when Standard Oil was broken up from being a monopoly for RICO, monopoly charges, they turned into seven companies oh. called the Seven Sisters, each one of which was basically made... Standard Oil seven times the amount of money. <laughs> right. So that was just a good. These... That was that was just a good way to cash out all the pensions. Yeah, and and to break it up so nobody knew what it was anymore. Now you say Rockefeller and you don't think Standard Oil, do you? Right. Right. You don't even know if Standard Oil exists anymore. 
Oh, they exist. They control all all the oil coming out of Saudi Arabia for all that time. And they were in war with British Petroleum and with Shell, Dutch Shell. But we never knew this. And guess who won the war? The Brits. Dutch Shell and BP own more gas stations than than even our own Chevron or uh, uh, Exxon or any of them. Mm -hmm. Okay? They own more offshore drilling. Than our own American companies. Then there's Marathon in in, in Toledo, Ohio, or in uh, Findlay, Ohio. Those small uh, small companies don't stand a chance against these mega companies, and people don't know they're British, and they come in and they get the the superior contracts. Basically, they claim their golden share in a way, not really. Sorry, they claim their lion's share, and that's just the way it is, folks. And if you don't know that, well, then you've been asleep since 1776, like Jeffrey. Sessions, who is Rip Van Winkle, he has been asleep in his office, and they unplugged the phones, so I doubt he's going to wake up yeah. until they usher him out with U.S. Marshals. Well, there, there, there's, so, there's so many viol- securities violations inside uh, of uh, Lord Malik's holding comp- uh, companies that he holds uh, as the director over, uh, that uh, you, you, it's almost like they've taken the position... We are going to be so bad that nobody will know how to attack us. We're going to be so sinful. We're going to be so crooked. We're going to be too crooked to fail. It seems to me what they're doing. Yeah, like in America, too big to fail. Right. There, it's too monarchical, too privy council. Yeah, too corrupt, too many side deals to, to fail. So don't touch us, is, is their, and, and they get arrogant about it. Just don't touch us. And it's a system of monopolies, which is legal in their country, called the Mercers. In their country, in Britain, in the United Kingdom, it's legal. It's not legal here. Right. But those illegal institutions found new names and have snuck in through all the ways that you've shown, through asset management companies, renaming things a thousand times. Nominee shell, accounts. Nominee accounts, shell companies, blah, blah, right. blah, 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 offshore accounts, all right. this. Every time you look, you follow it back. And when you follow it back to Britain, you can't really completely figure it out because it's completely legal there to obfuscate, to lie, to hide, and to have monopolies that are overtly connected to the monarchy Right. But you must lie and say they are not. Right. But then if you're going to involve the Americans, you have to do that in a very sneaky way by getting them involved in NGOs. And then while they're in NGOs, uh, recommend that they uh, invest in certain nominee accounts, which uh, then go to London and are hidden from disclosure. So none of the Americans disclose it on any of their public ethics statements. Uh, and then that money then flows out to the offshore accounts in Guernsey, in the Isle of Man, in uh, uh, Channel Islands, in Bahamas, in the Cayman Islands. Notice they're all British. Oh, yeah. Uh, And and then from there, nobody knows where it goes. And um, it got so bad, I think that's why we're seeing all these uh, uh, Swiss leaks and uh, Panama Papers and and the like. These disclosures of the, the people involved thought it was so outrageous that they finally started outing this. And the U.S. government went after them. And as soon as Trump decides that he wants to go after these offshore accounts, he can close them. But right now, people say, why doesn't he do more quick? Very simple. He doesn't want to crash it. He is building it up so he can then manipulate it with surplus. 
He needs 26 billion for the for the wall. What did he get? Uh, he got some billions already, but he just went over and earned 266 <laughs> billion dollars before coffee at breakfast. I say he gets to spend that money any darn way he wants because Obama sure did. Obama stole money from many, many different programs, had slush funds for like uh, throwaway phones for African-Americans, $9 billion slush fund that was left for Hillary. Anyone want to talk about that? Hello, hello. Anybody want to talk about that? I got my Obama phone. Obama phones. And no black people ever got those phones. But that slush fund was set up. How about when he took from uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac? He took... He stole from there and gave it to NGOs. How about when he took SES, uh, uh, Security and Exchange Commission's uh, fines to HSBC and many other banks and turns them over to his chosen NGOs outside of the government, like Antifa, like Black Lives Matter, like his own OFA? Where does that money come from? We are paying for that, folks. He is doing what the Clintons did with the fake library foundation, and he has already collected over $2 million. How how about the fake prosecutions of all the perpetrators of the 2008 bank bailout? They've all been found, fined $10 billion, $15 billion. Who'd they give it to? The Department of Justice. Who'd the Department of Justice give it to? These crooked NGOs. and, And those are funded $8 billion, $18 billion last year by George Soros. Where did he get that money? He stole it from his quantum hedge fund by not paying taxes. There you go. Back to uh, Malik Brown again. There you go, because he's into asset management on a fantastic level. In in George Soros' funds. Oh, yes, in Quantum Fund, but also he's got his own. What's that one, Investec? Investec is a big one, but there's many. There's hundreds. So we don't know. Right. It could be trillions. Uh, It probably is. That's why we're still gathering data on that one. I mean, we know from just what is claimed, what, around $40 billion, And then that doesn't, as you say, mention the other 250 companies. So, oh, it's, yes. It's way more than that. I don't know how many, though, because our, our researchers are still digging up all the company records. And that's just like change, uh, chasing down, what is it, BlackRock? Right. Which was a CIA-funded with leased gold from the rogue CIA gold. And then now there's probably 35 capital management, asset management. You can, If one company loses, the other one gains. They never paid taxes. They never paid taxes for a single moment because they shift the money around between companies with the same name but with a few different letters after See, the here's the, I still come back to the fact that now we know all this is true. The average person on the street who goes to work every day uh, has a hard time believing that this is true because it's so bad and so big. And uh, that psychology of denial is what has allowed these people to survive. How do we, how do we deal with that? Because th- they don't have time to necessarily absorb all these facts. But we've got to get the point to where we, the people, the citizens, the ones with the power, take the power and use it and and, uh, tell these people to go out and get real jobs. Power corrupts, total power corrupts, totally. We have to limit the power. And so we have to have term limits. It's the money. We have to limit the money. We have to limit that if you're in intelligence in the government, you can't be in intelligence in corporate. We have to limit things. 
And they're just sensible, common. That's true. Common sense things like Trump is saying, no barriers, folks. Don't talk to me about tariffs when you have barriers. Right. I'm not even going to talk to you. Right. I'm not having breakfast. Very Either we settle this now. I already tweeted you. You know, get it together. You needed to say before coffee, there will be no more barriers. There will be no more tariffs. Can you? It, can, I mean, just think about that. He got offered almost $300 billion before coffee. <laughs> that is just crazy. That's my man. That's my president. I mean, and he didn't even act like the guy had told him a number. So I'm going to put... a huge number. I'm going to put it at... I'm going to rough it out at $500 billion he's going to get from this trip, okay? He usually gets more than that. But let's just rough it out at $500 billion. And remember, he got 850 from China. None of it panned out because he played them. He told them what they could have had. They want tariffs? He had $850 billion worth of deals for them that they couldn't take because they wouldn't let go of their institutionalized tariffs. Right. And they're stupid. They don't know we're 85% completely self-sufficient, and they are only 40 to 45%. They need us more than we well, need them. you know, you go back. Uh, we go back to uh, uh, the way the, the Soviets used to run their economy with these five-year plans that they ran centrally out of Moscow. And they they were just totally incompetent plans, uh, and and uh, what is it about power hungry people that think they can make the best decisions for the planet? Do they really think that, or is this just a way for them to siphon off their peace? They're they're not alpha dogs. They aren't thinking. They don't know how to think. You pointed it out. They're clever. They aren't creators. They aren't imaginative. They are simply evil. They follow the path of the seven deadly sins. So easy to predict their next move because it is what evil would do. And they are weak and they fall prey to the power. And then when they get into dynasties, they think that they deserve it like Trudeau in Canada. He's an idiot. He doesn't know what a tariff is and I doubt he knows how to spell tariff. And the EU... Uh, Donald Tusk, he might as well be Hitler. I don't ever want to hear his voice again. Uh, the person talking with Trump this morning had respect in his voice. He was trembling and he was saying, uh, oh, don't worry, by lunch I'll get you the 4% from all the other countries and, and the 266 uh, billion, 266 billion, oh, that's just what we owe you, sir. I just wanted to bring the check and give it to you before before we got to lunch where we're going to, everyone's uh, adding up to the 4% and please, please don't pull your troops out. And please don't collapse NATO because the entire EU would collapse. Do you understand, Mr. President, that with a blink of an eye, because you determine treaties uh, and agreements, and if the treaty has been broken, you can simply say that you do not intend to continue with NATO. And if that happens, Russia now becomes the most important player in Europe because Russia has the oil through the two Nord Stream Pipelines that he busted them on today, you know, showing that it was Angela Merkel lying about it. So, you know, Trump knows about the pipelines. He knows about the rat lines of war. Good Lord. He had to work around them to buy the best property in the world, okay? Uh, So what they don't get is who they're dealing with. But this guy this morning did. The others will give him a hard time. And anybody's in Britain, I'm sorry, but he needs to be very careful. The British are evil. Look at the 
fake Russian we, gas not all attacks. Of them, not all of them. I'm talking MI5, MI6. I'm talking about the Privy Council. 597 of them would give their lives to a make lot sure of good that the Queen was the protected. UK. There's a lot of good people in the UK, and they want freedom just as much as we do. I don't believe any Privy Council member who is part of this RICO monopoly deal, which they know they're part of because they know the system, because they are on the committees where the names are secret, and they have membership in 387 committees, and they know they can't attend those committees. They're all fake. All it is is you do the will of the people at the top, and unfortunately it looks as if we have found either the person at the top or... One of the people at the top, Sir Lord Malik, Baron Malik Brown, has his finger in everything. He is like an Obama. Right. Obama got $2 billion from the Silicon Valley taking over as monopolies, basically, our stock market and our economy in fake manner because it, the, those monopolies were being supported by the government and by the military. And if we pulled the money out, that we, the people, are actually feeding to those monopolies, they would all crash. Okay, so we're, we're, we're saying that our stock market itself is one big Ponzi scheme. 100%. And, and they've got all of these intertwined, uh, convoluted relationships that hide all, most, not all, but most of the conflicts of interest and the, and the power centers that exist around the planet, that somehow Lord Malik Brown is driving that or, it, or I don't know, surfing it. How do you... How do you drive he's something it. that long? He's, he's steering helm. it. Okay, so he's steering it, and where is he going with it? Where really? are they going now? Are they are they still hegemony? Trying to put... The same thing that all uh, radicals want, you know. So is he is he is he attempting through the Privy Council to uh, to establish the monarchy in England as some sort of controlling entity? Or is he? Are they divesting control from the monarchy to the UN? What, yes. What are they up to? That's exactly it. I suggest that he would be would have been the head of the UN next. Yeah. Well, he was number two, so protecting that would be easy British step interest there. So yes, I think I think that what uh, oh thank him oh thank you so much. You see, I'm so. Such an awful person being gluten-free, dairy-free. Thank you for these gluten-free, dairy-free chocolate chip cookies. This is what I live for. Don't now, y'all get those. your stupid cheesecake, which just drives me crazy. Mm. And I can't have your cappuccino. New York cheesecake is the best. I know, I know. But sometimes I get the gluten-free, dairy-free. You know, I know i got to be very sparse with it. But I just want to say that, you know, I, I love what I do because Betsy... When we come over here, you know this. That's why you come up here. You yeah. come up to the studio because of the eats, right? Oh, because yeah. with Kyle Benny. So the I don't know. I'm done talking about this. You conclave members have been stuffing your mouth the whole time. I'm going to go get me bye bye a cookie. <laughs>